This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. What if you could ask the world's top scientists for usable tips to improve your everyday life? We'll talk to a science geek who did just that. There are many things that I do poorly, but it turns out that for every one of those things, there is someone who has studied how to do it right. I had this great excuse to figure out how to solve my life with science. And do you think your child's education is keeping up with the technology revolution? A new and improved educational system may be on the horizon. We'll get the details. Our educational system is a system from more than 100 years ago. Learning can now happen in many different places and throughout the day and the week and the year. That's what that edge is about. Those stories and more are up next on this week's edition of InfoTrap. Don't go away. We'll get the show started in just a moment. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's Roy Mackey. Here on InfoTrack, we often bring you information and advice from experts on specific topics. But InfoTrack's Chris Whitting has tracked down a guest who has learned at least a little bit from more than 90 of the world's top scientists. Practical advice on just about everything. Chris? Thanks, Roy. Let's welcome Garth Sundum to InfoTrack. Garth, you're a best-selling author, and your latest book is titled Brain Trust. And before we get into some of the lab-tested secrets in your book, what gave you the inspiration to compile all this bite-sized expert advice? I got into, you know, my mid-30s, and finally I could admit that there are many things that I do poorly, but it turns out that for every one of those things, there is someone who has studied how to do it right. And so I figured I had this great excuse to call these people up and figure out how to solve my life with science. And let's get into a couple of these. And, you know, I'm going to hit you cold with some of these questions, but they're all in the book. What advanced math can teach you about getting your chores done every day? This is cool. There is this venerable unsolved problem in mathematics called the traveling salesman problem, which asks if you have a bunch of different points, how can you go to each one and touch each one in the shortest time possible? Like imagine you're on a tennis court and there's a bunch of balls around. You have to pick up each one. Or imagine you have to go to the grocery and the library and pick up a kid and drop off a kid and do all these errands. Those are a bunch of points, and you want to hit them with what mathematicians call the shortest tour possible. If you always go to the next closest point, so just look around and whatever's closest and go to that one and then just keep doing that until you've hit all the points, you will be within 25% of the shortest tour. But then if you look at your route and see where you crossed back over your route, this makes a whole lot more sense if you draw it. If you uncross those crosses, you will be within 10% of the optimal tour. Now, if you can figure out how to actually hit the optimal tour with all numbers of points, then the Clay Mathematics Institute has a million dollars with your name on it. But at least you can get within 10% by going to the closest points and then uncrossing your route behind you. That sounds like it makes a lot of sense. Here's another one. Why eating for eight hours can help you lose weight. I talked to Sachin Panda at the Sock Institute. 
he did this with mice, but it's a very robust finding that if you condense the time that you eat every day to eight hours a day, you know, say from 8 a.m. until 4 p.m., you are better off than eating the same amount of calories over 16 hours. And it has nothing to do with the number of calories. What it has to do with is the function of mitochondria in your liver. They need time when they're not processing food to do their dividing. And if you force them to work while they're dividing, they have a higher rate of DNA damage while they're replicating their DNA. So they need a defined long period of fasting every day in order to most efficiently process food. If you condense the time you eat every day to eight hours, which I can't do, but I hope maybe someone out there can, you will not gain as much weight from your calories and you will reduce risk of diabetes, which is pretty cool if you can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. We're talking on InfoTrack with Garth Sundom, author of Brain Trust, 93 Top Scientists Reveal Lab-Tested Secrets to All Sorts of Things. One of them that you have in your book is Controlling Gossip. How do you do that? So I talked to Tim Hallett, who is a sociologist at Indiana, and he looked inside a middle school at how teachers pass gossip. Now, one thing that was cool about gossip is the way that he conceptualized it. He called it like a tool of the proletariat. It's basically like if you live in a structure in which things don't get done through defined channels, in which there's sort of like a ruling class that squishes the bottom class, as was the case with the principal and the teachers in the school he studied, then you have a situation that is ripe for the proletariat resorting to gossip as a tool to take power. So one use of gossip is to protect the gossipers. It's very indirect. So someone says, what do you think about the new principle? You know, you can't just say, I hate the new principle because then you've stuck your neck out. Instead, you use this indirect form of gossip techniques like praising the predecessor. You can say, boy, our old principle was so good. You know, we got stuff done and blah, blah, blah. You can also stop gossip with things like a preemptive positive evaluation. Like, you know, did you see the shoes on the new principle? And you say, oh man, they were great. I love those things. <laughs> but the punchline is there are very defined uses of gossip and also very defined ways of driving gossip. But if the situation is ripe for gossip, you cannot squish it. Any attempt to regulate it from above only creates a situation that is more ripe for gossip. So it's cool to see how it flows. Well, let me ask you, is there anything in the book that you have learned that you use every day? Yes. I have a four- and a six-year-old who are fascinated by paper airplanes. So I called up Ken Blackburn, who's an aeronautical engineer and former world record holder in paper airplanes. And it turns out that there are some super cool aeronautics-based design principles for paper airplanes. Like It depends on if you have a square-winged plane or a triangular-winged plane where you want the plane's center of mass. And, you know, at least for the last month, I've been using the aeronautics of paper airplanes pretty much every day here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
Well, the book is Brain Trust. 93 top scientists reveal lab-tested secrets to surfing, dating, dieting, gambling, growing man-eating plants. We didn't get into that. And more. Garth Sundam is the author. And you can learn more at his website, GarthSundam.com. Garth, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you for having me. It's been really fun. And for InfoTrack, I'm Chris Whitty. Up next, your child's education may be on the verge of major change as technology, media, and imagination collide. The story coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.